Welcome to the PSA CPSU New South Wales podcast. I'm Communications Officer Jim Minns. On the show this week... The public sector is one of the last places where permanent employment is continually what's used. And if we watch other industries and other sectors of the economy erode the way they are being proposed in this bill, it won't be long before they come for us. The union reacts to the Industrial Relations Omnibus Bill that was introduced into the Federal Parliament this week. On Wednesday, the federal government introduced an industrial relations omnibus bill, which the union movement criticised as creating a path for employers to cut pay and conditions due to the impact of COVID-19 on their businesses. So this week, we speak to CPSU New South Wales Assistant General Secretary Troy Wright to address the concerns of our members in relation to the changes that are set to go before the Senate in 2021. Hey Troy, how are you? I'm good, mate. I'm good. All right. Well, Troy, The Guardian Australia and most media outlets are reporting on the introduction of an omnibus bill brought into Parliament, the federal parliament, this week. Are you able to give us a bit of a background on the origins of such a bill and, uh, you know, how it affects our members? These groups got together, our peak body, the ACTU, with other peak bodies uh, representing the business uh, council or the business sector. Um, and try to negotiate some outcomes that would see workers continue to be employed and get the economy through the pandemic. And, uh, look, I'm, I'm currently speaking to you from the airport, from the domestic airport, having been away up the coast for, uh, at Grafton for work. And, uh, you know, you look at the airport now and it's surging. It's busy. It's through the pandemic. Life is returning very, very quickly back to normal. And, Unfortunately, we've still got the government now taking advantage of the pandemic that it's been largely addressed and successfully addressed to rush through their one favourite thing they love to do, which is cut workers' entitlements. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some of the outlets are reporting that the bill creates a path for employers to cut pay um, due to the COVID-19 impact on their businesses, paying conditions. It does so by wiping out back pay claims and uh, for misclassified casuals and proposes new flexibility for part-time workers uh, to pick up shifts without overtime rates. I think, firstly, the greatest impact will be probably on members of our members' families rather than our members themselves. But if we just walk through some of the changes that are pretty horrific in this, and, and let's be clear, this impacts these are changes to the Fair Work Act, which impact probably directly about 20% of our membership that are employed and have their rights governed by that Act. Um, So some of the changes are in respect to enterprise bargaining, which anyone who's been through that process knows it's difficult enough. Um, Those changes include, again, ostensibly, because of the impact or the economic impact of the pandemic, um, the the removal or the temporary uh, uh, being able to ignore the boot test, which is the better off overall test, which Basically, enterprise agreements had to be better off than what was it, what the alternative was. Um, there's pretty horrific provisions there for what's called greenfields agreements, which are agreements that are forged before a business employs anyone so that they can employ them under the agreement. And basically, unions would have very little input into those agreements. And then those agreements could hang around for a lot, lot longer than a normal enterprise agreement. But you've alluded to what is the greatest area of concern. It's in regard to casual employment. And and by no means are our members immune from 
education employment and even with our members that are in the federal system. Um, but there's a lot of Orwellian language going on here that it's about, you know, increasing opportunities and, and increasing hours for part-time workers. It's not. It's about employers getting more for less. Um, they are, they were, you know, ostensibly, or they were required out of a judgment that came through earlier in the year to start paying casuals penalty rates. And this uh, act, as I understand, or this bill, as I understand, looks to remove that right, which is a concern. But even more than that, um, it, it affects part-time workers that will lose their rights overtime. Um, instead being offered more hours, and you use that language then, that's what's being quoted. Um, and in trade-off, allegedly in trade-off, it offers casuals the, the, the possibility, the possibility of being converted. Now, don't forget, there was no reason that a casual couldn't be converted already, so it's not really a, a reward for anything. You make reference to the better-off overall test, and it says that it's the proviso is that, that the removal of such a test would only be for two years. I mean, how confident are we that the government would remove that threshold after two years? So you, you couldn't be confident in that promise at all for two reasons. First, under this government, we have continually seen an attack on workers' rights, continually seen them try to legislate workers' rights and workers' conditions in the wrong direction. If they did make this a temporary measure, it would be about the first time ever that they've reversed a negative cut. Secondly, it's because it's dressed up as a response to the pandemic, which economically, on one hand, they are boasting to have already addressed and that we are already out of recession, then why is it necessary now? It's not because of the pandemic. It's because they are, as a government, a one-trick pony. The first thing they look to do is cut workers' wages and conditions. And this time it's under the, uh, under the, under the alleged concern of the economic impacts of the pandemic. Next time it'll be something else. It's unoriginal and it's cruel and it's detrimental and our movement has to fight it. Absolutely. And Troy, just last question. This bill obviously goes to the Senate next year. What, um, what, are, the, what are the CPSU New South Wales looking to do in the meantime to sway, uh, you know, try and influence the Senate in that regard? We still, with our other counterparts across the country in the CPSU, our other state and federal counterparts, will we'll participate in any ACTU campaign. That will involve lobbying the crossbench in the upper house. We can't be the last industry that has permanent employment as the default option. And that's what's quickly happening. The public sector is one of the last places where permanent employment is continually what's used. And if we watch other industries and other sectors of the economy erode the way they are being proposed in this bill, it won't be long before they come for us. This is a weekly podcast and you can subscribe to the PSA CPSU podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jim Minns. Thanks again and you'll hear from us next week.